1: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. Today feels long awaited mostly because this theme of needing to be cool and sort of what I perceive to be the curse of needing to be cool has been a big theme throughout my life in particular in my adolescence but I can even look back at that chapter and recognize the impact that my need to be cool, my pursuit of coolness, how that has influenced even who I am today and how there's still some lingering feelings from that period of time that I'll catch and that I have identified ultimately are very limiting and ultimately have a huge impact or have the potential to have a huge impact on the direction of my life. When I consider... My childhood and my adolescence, it's almost like the narrative that I have about that chapter, or I guess those chapters, is there is a vibrancy and a joyfulness and a presence in my childhood that I slowly began to lose as I became aware of the fact that, you know, being yourself, just being who you are, being authentic being friends with who you want to be friends with having the interests that you want to have when I became aware of the fact that that may not always lead to the degree of social acceptance that you may be desiring so in other words there is a point at which you begin to feel excluded perhaps because of your interests or your identity and I would observe people, let's say, in elementary school or in high school who didn't actually allow that to impact how they behaved or you know, who they spent time with, even if it meant not being part of the popular group or whatever. I would see people just continuing to be themselves. And when I look back, there's sort of a sense of regret that I wasn't that way and I kind of look at this need to fit in this need to be cool as a very understandable thing but also the source of a lot of unnecessary alterations that I made to my personality and interests that I can now identify again are quite limiting and have felt quite limiting even in adulthood as I notice little hints of this behavior kind of following me throughout my life. And so I've just kind of thought about some of the different things that I've missed out on in the past, such as friendships or certain opportunities or hobbies or ways of expressing myself. And it's become really important for me to be aware of when I notice that I'm falling back into that tendency to sort of edit myself so that I will be accepted. And we will talk a little bit about how, you know, as I've Withdrawn a little bit from this pursuit of being cool, but also more broadly being accepted socially, I've been able to identify with more clarity what I actually want and who I am and who I want to spend time around. And then As I get more in touch with that, the people that are in my life are people that accept me and love me and want to be around me based on that version of me, which is who I actually am, versus based on this identity that I've created because I think that that's what's going to make me the most friends or help me to fit in. So let's kick this off by actually considering... What does it actually mean to be cool and why was this my primary pursuit for so long? I will also just say that the time at which this began to shift was probably around late university and it coincided with a lot of other huge reflections on the way that I was going about my life and I think my patterning is that I almost hit sort of a rock bottom and then I realize all of the patterns that have kind of got me to that point. And during this period of time around the end of university, when I was going through a lot with my mental health and just having a lot of deep realizations, that was when I began to notice that this desire for social acceptance had kind of trumped how I was forming my identity. It had trumped all other considerations, including what I actually wanted and who I wanted to be surrounded by, etc. And it wasn't necessarily that I identified that it was a problem. It was more that I wanted to experiment with getting more connected to myself and who I truly was because I felt that I had lost a lot of that, as I said, as I made that my primary goal. And what I began to realize is that this idea that I was chasing of fitting in and being cool, really it's such a subjective thing. We all have a slightly different idea of what it means to be cool. So when I consider that this was my primary goal and my primary pursuit in childhood, it doesn't feel like I was necessarily chasing a specific way of being. It was more, what do I have to do About myself right now? What do I have to actually take away from myself in order to be socially accepted and be perceived as cool? It was less about, you know, adding on things. And for me, it was more about what actually isn't cool. What are the things about my personality or my identity or my interests that aren't cool? And the reason I think this is so subjective is because we all have a different experience in what we're kind of socially criticized or shamed for so let's say I'm made to feel uncool because I have a certain interest well then my kind of narrative is that that interest isn't cool whereas someone else may feel that that interest is really awesome and would be would allow them to be surrounded by a circle of friends what I'm trying to articulate here is that my feedback loop was that if I either personally experienced exclusion because of a behavior or interest or friend that I had, or I witnessed somebody else be excluded or socially shamed or ostracized because of a certain interest, hobby, behavior, etc. Then that went into my repertoire as like Behaviors that were uncool, if that makes sense. And the reason that I think it's important for me at least to identify these things is because as I try to withdraw myself from this pursuit of needing to be cool, I also want to think about the ways that I've limited my self expression or my behavior or my interests in the pursuit of being cool so that I can reconnect with those things and reconnect with a sense of. What's really important to me. And so I sat down and I thought about what these behaviors were that I had at some point internalized the idea were uncool. And then that could allow me to consider for myself, like, how does avoiding these things limit me right now? And is this something that I actually identify with? And for a lot of them, avoiding these types of things is not something that's important to me. There are parts of being a human that I think for some reason I identified, as I said, were uncool, but the avoidance of them now just feels like more effort and again can at times feel very limiting and it's just not something that I want to continue. So it really helped me to be able to identify what those things were. And the first that came up for me was just generally showing emotion, being emotional, For whatever reason, the image of a cool person for me is someone who just generally doesn't show a lot of emotion. And that can be, you know, sadness and anger, or it can be like happiness and excitement. For whatever reason, I picked up this idea that being really excited about something is maybe a little bit childish. And so, you know, to generally just have a flat emotional state Would have been the desirable thing for me for a long time. Now, I don't know exactly where I picked this up. I imagine it's something to do with the fact that, you know, people would be made fun of for crying or getting really happy or excited. And, you know, the narrative may have been that that was kind of childish. And, you know, when you're a teen, nobody wants to be perceived as childish. But you can kind of see how that avoidance of experiencing or displaying emotion in adulthood can be something that's very limiting. And not just with, like I said, sadness and anger and frustration, but also with happiness. I just began to notice that I wasn't really allowing myself to outwardly Experience and display happiness, excitement, and joy because I wanted to maintain this image of being cool. And then when I really reflected on that, it's just the realization that, okay, this actually isn't important to me. I love to be able to be expressive with my emotions and to be comfortable with people and doing so. Another one on my list is just generally not knowing what you're doing or even being bad at something, like being unskilled at something, I always found that very embarrassing. And I would find that in terms of being bad at something, rather than continuing to participate in that activity and try to get better and try to learn, the quote, cool thing to do would be to just not participate. Because for me, it was very embarrassing to be seen as trying and to be seen as you know, not good at something. So you can understand how that would definitely be limiting because, and I've talked about this before, I've done a whole episode on this about how there's this sense of feeling very embarrassed when we're seen trying at something and not necessarily being an expert. But for me, I just began to notice that limited me so much in what I was able to do and able to try. And I had this desire to try new things, but that was again, kind of closed off because of this opposing desire to be seen as cool and having it together and only really doing activities that I was good at and then the other piece that I mentioned which kind of ties into this is like this experience of not knowing what you're doing so an example of this in adulthood that I've noticed it's such a small silly example and there are probably so many more but you know you're walking down the street In one direction, and you realize you're going the wrong way. And there would be times that I literally wouldn't turn around and turn the opposite direction because I didn't want people to see me doing that and think that I didn't know what I was doing, which is kind of silly because, again, I would expend a lot of energy trying to maintain this facade of like, I know what I'm doing, I know where I'm going, and not just turn around and go where I needed to go, or even asking someone for directions, asking someone for help running to catch a bus. There's just this desire to not appear like I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm in a bit of a vulnerable position in public. Another thing which I very much have felt in adulthood, but felt more strongly for sure in adolescence, is just generally going against what other people are doing or choosing not to participate in certain activities. So let's say in high school, if you feel uncomfortable with a level of substance use, being that one person who chooses not to can often feel uncool. And so instead of listening to what you want to do, you end up participating in something that perhaps you don't feel comfortable with. And how I've felt this has followed me into adulthood it's not just necessarily with substances, but I'm just going to use that now, is that there's this extreme fear of being perceived as a prude because for me, that feels very uncool. And what feels cool is someone who's willing to try anything, do anything, and just be very relaxed about things like substance use. And that's something that I've had a very complicated relationship with and that at times I've often felt better not participating, but there have been experiences where I've felt uncool for not doing that and where that's even been brought up to me. So, Again, this could apply to so many different things, but just generally going against either what other people are doing or what other people are saying, having a different opinion, you know, not necessarily agreeing with someone, especially when it's someone that you perceive as, you know, cool or represents something to you socially, if that makes sense. I think it can be really hard to disagree in those circumstances or to go against what's being done. And in many ways, that for me has become something that I've noticed and I've picked up on and I've wanted to address within myself because I would rather honor what it is that I feel comfortable with and what I feel comfortable voicing rather than needing to go along with everything that's going on just to make other people feel comfortable for example and then the last behavior that I kind of reflected on for myself that I at one point must have internalized was uncool is just having certain interests and you know, again, everyone's going to be different. But for me, anything that I perceive to be even remotely, let's say nerdy, whether that was the type of books or movies or even hobbies like the arts, I would avoid those things. And I think that is kind of sad also when I think about it because again, it's just so limiting to not be able to just enjoy a variety of things, regardless of the narratives attached to those activities. And when it comes to something like the arts, for whatever reason, me getting to a point where, you know, being in choir or auditioning for the school plays felt like it was no longer the cool thing to do. I just wonder what my life would have been like and again I don't really have regrets about this it's just a reflection had I not allowed that to stop me from doing those things because I did love choir and I probably would have participated in those types of activities more throughout high school and beyond had I not had this deep fear that that was going to put me in a different place socially So as I became aware of these things that I had deemed at some point uncool, and I recognized the degree to which I was allowing these things to inform my behavior, my identity, the question that followed was sort of, well, why has this been my primary pursuit for so long, and why have I gone about it this way? And unsurprisingly for me, the response always comes back to social acceptance, which is a very natural and understandable goal and I would never shame myself for having that desire in the first place. What I have reflected on though is the way that I've gone about getting that sense of belonging and social acceptance and unfortunately the narrative that I had growing up for a long time was that in order to gain that sense of social acceptance and community, I would have to significantly, in some cases, alter myself in order to kind of fit into that puzzle. Now, I've shifted my narrative and my mentality to... There's never been a faster or easier way to start
0: your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: It shouldn't be so much effort to find a community that cares about you for who you are, that connects with your interests, that values you for your authentic self, and just recognizing that my piece of the puzzle has a place and it fits perfectly just as it is, and all of that effort that I put into building this version of myself that would fit somewhere, I can simply redirect to... Just being myself because it is a lot of energy. And I think when you're coming from this place of striving for social acceptance, it never feels like you're quite enough and it never really feels like you're going to get there, at least from my perspective. And this idea of needing to be the coolest, most perfect, most talented, skillful version of yourself in order to find a sense of community and belonging keeps. Me, at least, from really recognizing the people in my life that just accept me for me. And like many things in my life, I've just begun to consider what the trade-off is of this pursuit of being cool and of fitting in and of kind of doing anything to get there. And the trade-off for me is that it just becomes so limiting with respect to my interests and what I allow myself to enjoy who I spend time around, and how I ultimately express myself. I have mentioned before on here that I noticed a really poignant example of this when I was doing ecstatic dance classes, which is essentially just an open class where there's no instruction and you're just in a room dancing to some music with other people. And that began to actually really open me up to, first of all, Realizing how much I was holding myself back from just expressing myself because I wanted other people to think, you know, I was cool, I knew what I was doing. And it was such an interesting just reflection on how much I missed out on when I did that. Because once I started to open myself up, I kind of allowed myself to just dance and enjoy trying different things in my body, expressing different movements and not worrying about if other people were judging me and how liberating that really felt, the trade-off of keeping it all together and trying to be cool just became not really worth it to me because I could experience the freedom of just expressing and being myself and not constantly feeling like I had to adapt my way of being. Versus just express it. So once I began to have these reflections on just how limiting this pursuit of needing to be cool has been in my life, I began to kind of redefine essentially how I want to navigate life, how I want to express myself and who I want to be, and then calling in sort of a community built around those same values. And The first thing like I kind of touched on is just self-expression and the freedom to express myself in a way that doesn't always have to look cool or like I have it all together and having a little bit more presence with just feeling a certain type of way and not feeling like I always need to adapt that to the outside world, feeling more like I can just express it in the way that it is, if that makes sense, without needing to, like I said, adapt or alter. So if I want to share something on social media in a certain way, not feeling like I have to curate it so much in order for it to be perfectly well packaged and presentable to the outside world. Another one is not allowing outside opinion to have such an impact on me and my decisions. If I think about the way that the ideas I had about what was cool versus what was uncool came to be, it was quite often due to not my own opinion of myself, but other people's opinion of either me or other people. And then that was how I internalized these ideas about what is cool, what isn't. Being able to actually kind of tune that out and connect with my own ideas about the world and my own ideas about what I want to do, how I want to express myself and again there is part of that that is an acceptance of not everyone is going to love this, not everyone is going to think this is cool or fun or attractive for example but I need to allow that outside opinion and that potential judgment to have less and less of an impact on me. And then another thing that I just think is my idea of cool and is my idea of how I want to navigate the world is just being friends with who I want to be friends with, not based on you know any factor of coolness or popularity. And same thing goes for interests and hobbies, not feeling like I need to cater to a certain idea of what's cool, allowing myself to have any interest that feels right for me and just pursue things. And experiment with things regardless of the narrative around those things whether it's nerdy or uncool or whatever it may be. What I'm realizing now as I'm recording this is my former idea about what it means to be cool and what I had to do to fit in is ultimately very claustrophobic and very limiting and it cuts me off from accessing so many things in life and so the kind of Opposite of that, what I'm moving towards is really just allowing myself to have freedom and to choose based on what I desire and what I value versus what someone else thinks is cool or popular or whatever it may be. Okay, so I do have some submissions from the question I put out about your experience of needing to be cool and how that's potentially influenced your decision-making or your life in general. And this person said, I find it interesting that I am very anxious and concerned about looking dumb or like I am struggling. Really, this is an opportunity for others to help and maybe even make a friend. This happened to me when my bike broke down. I asked a couple walking by if they could help and it was such a lovely interaction. Also, there's that funny trend where women say, if you're single and looking for a man to go to Home Depot and look confused or lost. That's a really interesting way of looking at it because I had mentioned earlier that something that I felt was something I avoided for a long time was looking like I didn't know what I was doing or like this person said just generally struggling in public and being kind of helpless or vulnerable and I never thought about this as an opportunity actually to connect with someone and to ask for help and that when we hide ourselves away so that we look cool and other people think that we're cool we're actually maybe potentially even missing out an opportunity to connect with others and to even form a community and this actually makes me think about a time where For the first time ever, my car wouldn't start and I was so embarrassed and I just reached a point where I was like, I have to ask for help. I have to ask someone to jumpstart me and truly, I was almost on the verge of tears because I was so embarrassed, but something very similar happened to me where a couple stopped and really helped me and first of all, it was so nice for me to receive that help. And to kind of redefine what it means to feel helpless in public and that people are actually willing to help you out. And I just had a lovely interaction and connected with someone. So yeah, I really like that one. Okay, this one's kind of similar and I mentioned something related to this earlier in the episode. This person said... Maybe this is just due to my anxiety, but I recently had to use the elevator and I saw someone from my floor was waiting for it already. I was down the hall and wasn't near the elevator, but definitely could have walked a bit faster or ran a bit to it, and I know she would have waited for me and would have held it for me. So she got in the elevator and I waited and pretended like I wasn't interested in getting in. She went down and I requested another elevator cart and she came back up and I ended up getting in the elevator she was just in, all due to me not wanting to be perceived as being uncool by running to catch an elevator. What I'm realizing and the example I used was not wanting to be perceived as uncool for like walking in a certain direction and then realizing you're walking in the wrong direction and turning around or even getting on a bus and running for the bus is we actually, in some cases, inconvenience ourselves and make ourselves, our own lives, I should say, harder in certain ways whether that's small ways or big ways, just because we don't want to look more or less what we perceive to be uncool. And again, this realization for me that is very liberating has been to actually reflect on why I do that and whether I actually care. And also whether I'm judging people who are doing that. If someone ran for a bus There is no part of me that is judgmental towards that. If someone is walking in a direction and then they turn around and walk the other direction, there is no part of me that is judgmental towards that. So, obviously, it's not coming from a place within myself that I actually care about those things. And I need to stop sort of inconveniencing myself out of the fear that other people are going to judge me because quite often, They're not in the first place, and even if they are, am I going to allow that to inconvenience me and my life? Okay, this is an interesting one. This person said, I've dated, quote, cool guys, a pro skater boy, and then a guy who spent so much time curating his Instagram to portray a cool persona that he was never really present in the real world, but it always ended up being much more boring and less fun than someone who is comfortable with being their true self. I got sucked into these relationships and momentarily became more obsessed with wearing the right clothes and saying the right thing. I felt disconnected with who I am and forgot how to be myself, how to be silly and fun and carefree. My conclusion is cool is boring, authenticity wins. That's really interesting and to be honest, It kind of sounds like these people that you're describing that you've dated are people that I would be very intimidated by, people that have a really cool image, a really well-curated image, and what I found myself is that when I'm spending time around these people that I'm kind of initially intimidated by, it sometimes can be very boring, and I resonate a lot more with people who don't take themselves so seriously and don't take their image so seriously, and are just willing to evolve and be playful and be fun and not have to maintain such a neat and tidy image or curated version of themselves, whether that's online or in person. And I definitely can see how being really closely connected with someone like this, if that were a partner, for example, how it would be very easy to kind of get sucked into that and then being able to observe what that feels like in a similar way, to my experience of having been sucked into needing to be a certain way and realizing well that's actually not for me okay this person had a very different experience from me and I think this is kind of interesting they said I spent all of high school and college not wanting to be cool wanting to be anti-cool thinking that it was cooler to pretend like being cool wasn't important or being well liked wasn't important I I think I still act like that sometimes, but recently that's felt more foolish than trying hard to be cool. At least being cool has utility. It has a social good. It means people generally like you. Being cool is affirmation from the whole that you are on the right track. I think having been in that position, I would have to sort of disagree with that last part, mostly because receiving affirmation based on a version that you don't even really like isn't always a positive. I do understand about, you know, being able to fit in and that's of value to have community and to have friendship circles. But I I think for me, I've actually kind of come to the place where if that's based on a version of myself that is completely disingenuous and requires so much effort and curation... It's not that I would rather go on the anti-side, I would rather just connect with something a little bit more authentic, which could be somewhere in between the two extremes. I do understand what this person is saying about resisting anything cool also being equally limiting. This reminds me of when I was in high school, I kind of went through this phase where I wanted to be really different and I didn't want to like anything popular or cool, and I think of that period as equally as limiting because I wouldn't allow myself to like anything that was popular, even if I secretly deep down did. And so I think it's for me, what I'm realizing is the resistance of liking what you like, being who you are for a certain purpose, like being cool or being the opposite of, they're both kind of Creating an image that sometimes can take us very far away from who we really are and how we want to be, which, whether you're on one side of the spectrum or the other, can be equally as limiting. So, I think this is where I'll leave this episode for now. I have a lot to think about, just even as I was reading those questions, it made me reflect on just how limiting trying to sort of be someone that we think other people will accept can be and it's just reiterated my desire to connect with who I really want to be and to know and to trust and to feel that that will bring forth the right community that I won't need to put so much effort into maintaining this version of myself in order to be accepted into that community because I will just be myself and I have found that in the friendships that I've developed. Now, as I've adopted this belief, they have required much less of me in terms of needing to kind of curate myself or edit myself, and what that means is I can just show up in the way that I am authentically, and that for me feels a lot better. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to leave any thoughts in the Q&A section If you're listening on Spotify, otherwise, if you have any other questions, the anonymous submission link is below. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Hold up.
0: What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.